Well, hello and welcome. I'm so glad to to welcome you today and to be with you. I am Reverend Cassandra Ray, the spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living, White Rock. And this is an inclusive learning center of practical spirituality, a place for your whole self. And may you find refuge here. May you receive spiritual nourishment that uplifts and inspires you. And may we all join together in creating a loving, vibrant world that works for all. And as we begin our gathering today, I would like to respectfully acknowledge that, that now, today in this moment, that I am coming to you from Portland, Oregon, the traditional unceded territory of the Chinook, Cowlitz, and Clackamas First Nations. And so I just invite you to, to turn within as we ground our time together in truth and spirit. So just taking this moment to recognize the breath and how it moves through the body. It has a movement all of its own that is spirit in physical form manifesting as everyone and everything right here and right now. There is this one divine life, this one divine power, this one divine mind that is at the center of all life everywhere. I know that it is deep and unconditional love, that it is unfolding with creativity with peace, with love. And I recognize that it's unfolding as me and as each and every one that is gathered here together in this moment, linking us all together. This divine connection, this truth of our oneness. I recognize that it is this oneness, this divine love, that nourishes and heals anything and everything that might be ailing any one of us. And so what I affirm of this time together is that it is a time of healing. It is a time of love. It is a time of compassion and upliftment. And I'm so grateful that each one of us receives that one phrase, whether it is spoken or sung or in meditation, that, that unlocks that next great awareness within each one of us, ushering us into the next step in this spiritual journey. And so I just give such deep thanks for this community, for every volunteer, for CETA, for two, for each and every board member and practitioner, for all of those who come together to create this container of love and transformation for revealing the authentic self. What a blessing it is to come together to be nourished and to see the divine in one another. This fills my heart with joy, with love and possibility. And it is from this place 
of expansion, that I release these words into that divine law of mind, that I simply let it go, knowing that it's already answered in that one mind. And I step forward into this new reality. I let it be. And so it is. Hmm. Our musician coming to us live today is Theta Phoenix. She is a sacred sound channel, intuitive singer, spontaneous songwriter, and recording artist whose angelic voice and soul-inspiring lyrics open the heart and mind. She has a beautiful way of tapping into the energy of a moment and deepening it into an experience of such harmony and love. She leads sound healing events using that powerful voice she has along with crystal singing bowls and other instruments. You can learn more and see all of her upcoming offerings at thetaphoenix.com. And please join me in welcoming Theta Phoenix. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here with all of you. It's definitely a joy to my heart. I'm going to start with a, an intuitive song starting us off today. Sense. 
somatic experience can teach me to love to love myself even deeper still with compassion for all that I Discovery, I learn how to love even more freely. And this is what we came here feel the, the healing vibration of your voice, of your music, and I feel so grateful for you. Thank you. As spiritual folks, how do we navigate life's ups and downs? Does spiritual living mean never being challenged or always getting what you want or never feeling like a victim of your circumstances? What, what does spiritual living really mean? And more specifically, what does spiritual living mean to you? Today, we're exploring Exploring the role of discomfort in spiritual living because awakening to your spiritual magnificence is inherently disruptive. <laughs> By their very nature, spiritual awakenings expand your awareness. You, you see things you didn't see before. You feel things you were unwilling to feel previously, and you now understand that some things need to shift in your life. You know, if I were to sit down with each one of you and ask you to tell me your story about what inspired you to embark upon a spiritual path, a spiritual journey, inevitably, each one of you would describe an event in your life, or events maybe plural, that revealed a new awareness, a desire for something different or something more, an unsettling. Yeah, this new, new awareness can be unsettling because it often ushers you right out of your comfort zone and right into change. <laughs> and who here likes change? <laughs> oh yeah. But what if I were to tell you that today's change and discomfort could lead to tomorrow's peace and joy? What if 
what if what if today's change and discomfort could exist right at the same time with today's peace and joy? So Michael Singer explains in our book of the month, The Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself. He writes, if you want permanent peace, permanent joy, and permanent happiness, you have to get through to the other side of the inner turmoil. You can experience a life in which waves of love can rush up inside you anytime you want. It is the nature of your being. You simply have to go to the other side of the psyche. You do that by letting go of the tendency to cling. You do it by not using your mind to build false solidity. You just decide once and for all to take the journey by constantly letting go. While no one's past can be reduced to three steps to enlightenment, <laughs> I do love having three steps you can take. So today I will walk you through leaning into discomfort by what Singer describes as one, going to the other side of the psyche, two, letting go of the tendency to cling, and three, not using your mind to build false solidity. Okay, so starting with going to the other side of your psyche, in order for you to understand your psyche, you must first know who you are. And this was last week's talk, if you wanna delve in deeper to who are you. But essentially, it can be summarized in this quote from Michael Finger, when he says, and he writes, there is an aspect of your being that is always there and never changes. This is your sense of awareness, your consciousness. It is this awareness that is aware of your thoughts, experiences the ebb and flow of your emotions and receives your physical senses. This is the root of self with a capital S. You are not your thoughts. You are aware of your thoughts. You are not your emotions. You feel your emotions. You are not your body. You look at it in the mirror and experience this world through its eyes and ears. You are the conscious being who is aware that you are aware of all these inner and outer things. You are pure consciousness, a vast field of awareness infinite, unlimited, eternal, and unchanging. The self with a capital S is the one who is experiencing your thoughts, feelings, and senses. And Singer goes on to explain that consciousness is what he calls a dynamic field of awareness. And that dynamic field of awareness can be narrowly focused on the smallest of details or broadly expanded on the big picture 
like when you're looking at a room, you can focus on, you know, the shape of the ceiling <laughs> um, or just like the color and texture of the walls. Or you can experience the whole room with all of its furniture, its artwork, its features, its doors and windows and, and, and take it all in at once. So, senior, oh, I lost my place here. Here we go. Singer writes, when consciousness concentrates narrowly enough, it loses its broader sense of self. It no longer experiences itself as a field of pure consciousness. It begins to relate itself more to the object or objects it's focused upon. Your sense of self is determined by where you are focusing your consciousness. So he does this exper experiment in the book where he asks you to imagine that your consciousness is observing a vast empty inner space. Now imagine that passing through this space is a parade of random objects like a cat or a horse, maybe a word or a color, maybe even an abstract thought like a mathematical formula. So pick one object and let it stand out above the rest. And stay focused on that one object. Notice that your focus has brought it closer to you, that the rest have kind of faded into the background and the object that you're focusing on is now stopped in front of you. And so he explains, the more focused you become on the object, the slower it moves until eventually if you focus on it enough, it stops. The force of consciousness ends up holding the object stable simply by concentrating on it. And this is the essence of what Singer says Buddhists call clinging. So clinging is when you take thoughts, emotions and energy, and you focus on them so strongly that they stop moving through you. They stop moving through your awareness. Instead, you, you hold on to them and, and this stopping the movement creates a sense of stability. So clinging creates a false sense of control, keeping everything the same. Clinging is what the psyche is all about. So Singer explains that each one of us builds an inner structure in order to have a fixed place to relate with everything and everyone. It provides an orientation, a sense of security amidst all of this inner and outer change. And he, and he writes, you actually end up relating so strongly to this inner structure that you build your entire sense of self around it. Because you cling to it, it stays fixed. And because it stays fixed, you relate to it above all else. This is the birth of the psyche. 
and in the midst of the expanse of empty mind, by clinging to passing thought objects, you make an island of apparent solidity. Singer asserts that the essence of spiritual living, of spirituality, is to come to terms with the fact that you will never find yourself in the inner structures you build because you're the one that's doing the building. So he invites us to put our energy not toward building a better inner structure of thoughts, emotions, and beliefs, but in letting go of the structure altogether. He says that the real security is to locate yourself as the consciousness who is witnessing all of it. And that true freedom is to allow everything to come and go, to pass in front of you. Now, he also admits that this drastic change of using your focus to keep everything in alignment with your inner structures to instead witnessing all of it pass before you requires you to let go of any and all facades. So he defines facades as the buffers or masks that we put on to protect our true inner self. You might have a work facade, a friend facade, a spiritual facade, a family facade, right? So this is when we lean into the discomfort because the rewards of the discomfort far outweigh the discomfort itself. And he says here, if you can let go of what you're clinging to and not play this game, then you, have, you just have to risk. You just have to take the risk of letting it all go and daring to face the fear that was driving you. Then you can pass through that part of you and it will be over. It will stop. No more struggling, just peace. This journey is one of passing through exactly where you have been struggling not to go. Ugh, darn. Passing through exactly where Seems like Reverend Cassandra is having a disruption to her Wi-Fi, and so um, yeah, this this idea that we're struggling against moving that thing that that thing we want to avoid it um, or and not be touched too much by it, and so. We, we avoid it and we don't go toward it. In um, ministerial school, we- I'm back. Oh, you're back. Well, I was um, just um, doing a, suddenly doing an impromptu um, sermon. <laughs> I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, champion. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea what happened. I think my internet just turned off and it's 
I just was no, no longer in Zoom all of a sudden, and and now I'm back in Zoom. It, it, it took me out and brought me right back in. So I was, I was saying that, um, that I've done lots of things to avoid that fear of not being good enough, right? That I have, you know, getting straight A's in school and performing really well and, and defying as many statistics as I could. So in other words, I built a lot of inner structures to prove to myself that I am good enough. And then I did my best to make my outer world reinforce this inner structure because I didn't want to feel the pain of the fear of not being good enough. So when Singer talks about going where you've been struggling not to go, he's talking about taking a step back from the structures you've built and seeing them for what they are. This is spiritual living. He's talking about me taking a step back and looking and seeing, oh, these are all the things I've done to prove I'm good enough, but they're actually not who and what I am, right? Because every accomplishment, I could only feel good enough for a moment, then I needed another one and another one and another one, right? And had to get bigger and better, right? So, so this going where I've been struggling not to go is about taking a step back and recognizing I am not my accomplishments and then walking right up to and through all of the structures I built to protect myself from this fear of not being good enough. It is to recognize that the essence of who I am is actually immeasurable, that I can't be measured, that my worth can't be measured. And then I can remember who I am. I am the one watching, the one trying to prove her worth, right? And then I can watch the fear of not being good enough. I can watch it come and I can watch it go. It doesn't have to stay. The more I let it pass before me without trying to change it, the less it will come back. It's okay to see it. Oh, there's the fear of not being good enough. It's okay to feel it. I'm afraid. But if I can breathe and stay centered in the truth of who I am, I can be free of it. If you can stay centered in the truth of who you are. You can be free of the fear that you have. Singer writes, let's find it, here it is. As you pass through that state of turmoil, the consciousness itself is your only repose. You will just be aware that tremendous changes are taking place. You will be aware that there is no solidity and you will become comfortable with that. 
you'll be aware that each moment of each day is unfolding and you neither have control nor crave it. Huh. Imagine that. Not trying to control anyone or anything or even yourself. And having a sense of security without having that control. So while there is an impulse to protect yourself from fears and discomfort, the very human impulse, true freedom is in letting go of the, of the false solidity you've built. I built all of these inner structures and outer behaviors so that I could prove that I wasn't worthless, that I had value, that I was good enough. But building all those structures and engaging in the behaviors was my way of actually holding that fear inside of myself because it was the foundation of all of that structure. So Singer is asking us to see that your true power is staying grounded in yourself with a capital S, the one who is experiencing everything inside and outside of you. You know, life happens in a, in a parade of thoughts, feelings, and energy in front of you. There is nothing solid about a thought, a feeling, or energy. And that's okay. You're safe. You're eternal. You're pure consciousness. And when you live in this place, waves of love can rush up inside of you anytime you want. And I, I do have to admit that I, I will trade. I will trade all of my inner and outer structures trying to avoid this fear of not being good enough. I will trade all of that in for waves of love that can rush up inside of me anytime I want. And I choose that. I choose that. Okay, here we are. Here's what Singer says happens when you make that choice. And it's not a one-time choice, sorry. <laughs> uh, you will then walk through every moment of your daily life with the flow of this inner force sustaining you, feeding you, and guiding you from deep within. You will still have thoughts, emotions, and a self-concept self floating around in inner space, but they will just be one small part of what you experience. You will not identify with anything outside the sense of self with a capital S. Once you reach this state, you will never have to worry about anything ever again. The forces of creation will create creation, both inside and outside of you. You will float in peace, love, and compassion beyond it all, yet honoring it all. There is no need for false solidity when you are at peace with the universal expanse of your true being. The universal expanse of your true being. I wish I could tell you that I no longer have that fear of being worthless, 
or that I never get caught up in trying to prove myself. I do still get caught up in it. But what I know is that this pure consciousness of who I really am, I know that who I really am can see that and can love that I can love myself through that anyhow. And that's why I'm here and I do what I do. If we can together, hand in hand, walk straight up to, into and beyond those inner and outer structures we've created to protect us from that fear, whatever that fear is. When we can move beyond those structures of the psyche and remember that we're the ones watching it all happen. And that by being willing to let go and watch that these waves of love can come up anytime. May you know that you are this eternal, immeasurable, pure, vast consciousness and that love can come to you and through you in each and every moment. And so it is. So just inviting you to turn within for affirmative prayer, spiritual mind treatment, just recognizing that that one life, that one presence, that one power, that self with a capital S that is alive and well within each one of us, that it is infinite, unbounded, eternal and absolute intelligence and love. And so just recognize that, that, that this infinite consciousness of spirit, of truth, of power, that it is alive and well as each one of us. And so it is from this place that I claim, affirm, and know that each one of us are clearly guided to the exact right and perfect ways to let go, to let go of the battle, to let go of the fear, to let go of the limiting beliefs. I know that the source of courage actually lives within each one of us. And so we are inspired to move toward that which is uncomfortable because freedom lives on the other side of it right here. I recognize that there is no fear that can hold back any one of us. And so I affirm the courage to, to, to both step back and see it for what it is, as well as move toward it with love and compassion. There is nothing here to be annihilated or that can be annihilated. It is simply the truth and the power of each one of us can be unleashed by this willingness to let go and move toward and move through. And so I just give deep and profound thanks for the ways in which spirit moves each one of us toward this truth. I give thanks that I am not alone, 
that there is a community of people willing to do this work together. And I give such deep and profound thanks for the new awareness that brings each one of us a new depth of peace and joy and love this day, right now, right here. I affirm the truth that each one of us is already free. And in that freedom, I release this prayer into that divine law of mind, knowing it knows. And so I simply step forward into this new reality, letting it be. And so it is.